Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 38 of this new program here on KSL News Radio. I'm grateful to you for listening. I'm grateful, especially to the station, for giving me a chance here. Uh, and I am grateful, in particular, uh, to this next opportunity I have to speak to two fine folks. We're going to take a break from all this impeachment coverage uh, and Senator Mitt Romney's decision yesterday. I will tell you, we are going to get back to it later on. There are some uh, some added elements to this story, which I think deserve some attention. We're going to be speaking with Senate President Stuart Adams who himself uh, had the occasion to speak with Senator Romney this morning as uh, the senator delivered to uh, legislators uh, up on Utah's Capitol Hill some of his motivations behind yesterday's decision and their reactions to it. So that'll be a fascinating conversation later on in the program. Also, you remember Iowa? Uh, A few nights ago, we were supposed to get some results out of Iowa. And guess what? We don't have anything yet. Uh, Well, now DNC leadership nationwide are calling on uh, what they're calling a re-canvassing. I'm not exactly sure what re-canvassing means, but we've got some experts who are going to tell us all about it later on in the program. This segment, though, this segment is dedicated to a new series here on KSL News Radio called Stories from the Streets. Kelly Pierce, KSL uh, reporter, has been working hard on this. Uh, you, you've certainly heard this and read about this series. Uh, tell us about the most recent report. Well, I talked to a gentleman named Justin Ward, who's actually in the studio with us, and he was someone who had just a run of bad luck, and he ended up in the homeless shelter, and it was a struggle for him to get back out into society to try to get a job. Take one step backwards. Tell us about this series and what you hope to accomplish and convey. So this series is profiling people who have or have experienced, excuse me, have experienced or currently experiencing homelessness. And what we want to really do is profile the people behind this problem, but also get people thinking about what are some of the solutions that we can come up with, because not everybody's the same. Uh, Mr. Ward, Justin, I'm grateful to you for joining us here in studio. Uh, You've been working with uh, Kelly on this story of her. What's your story? Well, first of all, let me say thank you for having me here to share. Um, My story is this. Um, A friend and I were traveling through the state down to Las Vegas. We had jobs lined up. Um, long story short, though, is his car broke down here in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't afford to fix it. His parents flew him home back to Minnesota, and I was stuck here in Salt Lake City with nothing. I mean, Dominoes fall sometimes in an unfortunate way, and in mm-hmm. your case, it found you on the on the street without yes, a home. Correct. What did you do then? Well, fortunately, I had enough money saved up to spend a night in a hotel. Was watching the news and, I, and a, a segment came up about the road home. Okay. So I called them and said, hey, I don't have any money. I don't have anywhere to go. What do I need to do to get in? So they said, come on down. We'll get you checked in and started my two and a half year process of being homeless at the shelter. Now, that's an interesting figure there. Two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, an unfortunate series of circumstances uh, it placed you in the position of being homeless. And then for two and a half years, it was your struggle to try and get out. Yes. What were the challenges you faced? Well, first of all, when you're in a shelter, um, every morning you'd have to pack up all your stuff, go back outside and wait in line from anywhere from 8 o'clock up to 10, 11 o'clock, waiting to go back in to get a bunk to be able to get back into the shelter. Um 
in doing so, if you were looking for work, that meant you had to get cleaned up before going outside, taking all your stuff with you to a job interview. And that means you would lose your spot in line or you, you wouldn't be able to get in until later that day. Unfortunately, the, the, the bad thing with being able to do that is you have to take all your stuff with you, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you have. And most employees, or excuse me, employers, they don't want to see a person come in with all their worldly goods with them and maybe not even cleaned up or in clean clothes. So it was either that or stay in line and get into the bunks and get yourself situated. And by then you're looking at one, two o'clock and then it's too late to be going out looking for employment. If I'm honest, and this is probably coming from an ignorant uh, worldview, when I uh, think of the homeless or see them kind of sometimes panhandling the street, mm-hmm. I assume it's drugs or mental illness. That's, only, that's a very small minority of the homeless population. Yes, you're going to have those who are using alcohol, drugs, or what have you, but you'll find that in any group or any class of sure. people out there. The only difference is... Homeless people don't hide it because they have nothing left to hide. They have nothing left to lose. But again, that's just a small, a very small percentage of the homeless population. There are many folks there that are, they just got a divorce. They lost everything in a divorce or they lost their job or they had medical, they had something medically go wrong, a heart attack, whatever the case might be. And they spent all that money trying to get better, trying to get into a better spot, but they lose it all and end up at the shelter. Kelly, in your reporting, when you've encountered folks here like Justin who become the victim of circumstance, uh, how do those folks exist uh, alongside, say, the others who I might presume have alcohol abuse issues or drugs or, or mental instability? Well, you know, they do make friends in the shelter. A lot of people have said to me, you know, I made some of my best friends in the world in the shelter. But it's really, really scary for a lot of people because there's fights, there's drug abuse, there's people getting harmed there in the shelter as well. I mean, I'm sure, you know, staff doesn't want that to happen, but it does. So it can be really, really traumatic for people as well. As you've spoken to others, what are some of the common, uh, let's say, hurdles needing to be cleared by those uh, similar to the circumstance of Mr. Ward here who who aren't battling alcoholism or, uh, you know, mental instability, but rather are, again, the victim of circumstances looking to break this cycle of sorts? Uh, How are they able to overcome that? Well, it's very, very difficult because one of the things that is just stops people a lot is just the mental trauma of being in the homeless shelter so they feel like there's not enough caseworkers and there's not enough mental health help to get them back out into society and one thing i do want to say was when i was talking to justin he was actively looking for work all the time but the stru- the, the shelter rather was not structured to help him get back on his feet in my opinion but you're on your feet now, uh, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you, you've got your own place. You're, right. you're living life. You're an advocate now yes, for sir. folks uh, who find themselves in the, the circumstances you were facing for some two and a half years or so. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you happy and healthy. Everything going well for you? I'm happy, getting healthier. Very good. I'm working on it. I have a very wonderful support system that is helping me along the way, getting me to the places I need to be to get my health. Um, if I can share, Please. when I was in a shelter... It's very hard to stay healthy because you get so many people that come in and back at the road home downtown when it was there off of Rio Grande. Yeah. The, and I don't want to, I don't mean to sound bad in saying this, but like the, there wasn't no, 
vent ventilation that i mean so all that air that was okay. in there was stale air yeah. and it's very easy for somebody to come in sick mm. and it just spread rapidly amongst the rest of the folks there so at some point everybody gets sick or is sick with something sure. um i ended up having two heart attacks while i was there mm. i ended up getting MRSA while i was there i ended up getting a very bad infection on my foot that ended up going into my blood system and becoming septic Mm. So it's but, you, but you're on the path towards health absolutely. today, and mm. I'm proud of you yes. for that. I'm grateful. That's the good news. Yes. Let's end on absolutely. that high note. How about that? Yeah, all right, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Kelly Pierce, folks can get more of your reporting at kslnewsradio.com and periodically here on these airwaves. Absolutely, and you can also go to my Twitter, Kelly Reports. Outstanding. Uh, listen, this morning President Trump addressed the nation uh, as he spoke as part of the prayer breakfast this morning, the National Prayer Breakfast. I watched it in its entirety this morning. I took some notes, and there are some pieces of that. I insist you. Stay Stick around and listen to. That's coming up next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, will find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.